1: an
2: interview why was it black for so long is that the symbiote (laughs) the symbiote has taken over everybody it's okay it's okay nothing makes sense here because this is kind of funny sony's spider-man universe in review formerly known as the sony pictures universe of marvel characters aka the spumc but as of of august 2021 it is now (laughs) sony's spider-man universe aka the ssu aka no one's gonna fucking call it that aka i was not gonna commission carter harrell and cameron kennedy to make a spider-man in review version of this so you get the mcu intro pretend it's mcm marvel cinematic multiverse in review it is what it is it doesn't matter because what this is is a rewatch of 2018's venom as always i'm tim geddes and i'm joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games greg miller
3: hello tim how are you
2: doing fantastic doing fantastic of course we also have the big dog kevin
0: buenos dias tim hello Hello. This this is
2: kevin's favorite superhero movie in review can't wait Can't wait to hear Kevin's ever-evolving thoughts on the, the Venom I, universe. I'm
0: very excited when I'm Ghostbusters, the new one, comes out, and it's just trash, and Greg's sitting there, heartbroken. We get to make fun of him again. You're right. I'm sure when, you when it comes around to me.
3: 2016 Ghostbusters for Ghostbusters interview, you won't talk all sorts of needless shit, you're right. Of
2: course, we have the producer slash producer, Dick Scarpino. Wow.
4: wow. You know what I mean, Tim? (laughs) Fantastic improv. Give me the Academy Award, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm.
2: Give me the Academy Award. And the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez.
0: Venom, 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 venom. What
5: a fucking terrible
0: song. Some terrible of the
2: worst songs. songs in the whole world. The whole entire world. Oh, God, I love it. Of course, we are doing this rewatch of Venom to lead into Venom. Let there be carnage later this week. It will be recorded and going live on Friday. So stay tuned. Get hyped for all of that. We do an review twice a week here on YouTube.com slash kind of funny and roosterteeth.com. If you want to get it as a podcast, just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review, and we'll be right there for you, uh, Norm. Normally, we do different franchises, two a week, uh, every week, adding to the franchise, normally leading into a new release. But we're starting a new thing now where we're also going to re-watch the movies we've previously done uh, for some context going into the new movies. We recently did it with Iron Man 3, leading into Shang-Chi, and now we're doing it with this Venom, leading into Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Um, if you want to get the show ad-free and watch live as we record it, you can go to patreon.com slash funny. just like our Patreon producers, Molecule and the kind of funny Destiny 2 PC clan have done. Thank you all so very, very much. Today we're brought to you by me undies and Quit, but we'll tell you all about that later because I do not want to hesitate. I do not want to dilly. I do not want to dally any longer. I want to talk about Venom Uh, with a runtime of one hour and 52 minutes. This was released on October 5th 2018, uh, which means this is my first time on Venom in Review, because (gasps) I was on vacation back then, so I missed out. I I didn't get to give all my thoughts there. Wow. Um, This is also the fourth Marvel movie set in San Francisco, following Hulk in 2003, Ant-Man 1 and 2, and then there was this, and now we got Shang-Chi and Venom 2 coming up too, so San Francisco kind of popping off. Uh, it's also the last film to feature a Stan Lee cameo to be released during his lifetime uh, before his death on November 12th, 2018. He filmed two more cameos that were released after his death for Captain Marvel and then Avengers Endgame to take it all home. Uh, this was directed by Robin, or Ruben Fleischer, who's best known, Nick, as the director of... You got me. I don't know. Zombie land, zombie land, and okay. zombie land two double tap. He's also the director of Greg. Uh, zombie land two double tap. Yep, yep. And the upcoming oh and zombie land, uncharted, uncharted is what I was. <laughs>
3: talking.
0: Oh, it's oh, mm-hmm. uh, gonna be great then. Yeah.
3: Tom Holland, can you just talk like you got a mouthful of marbles <laughs> and, a, and a mule kicked you? That's what we want right now. That's a, do the same thing we had in the Venom movie from the one and only Tom Hardy. <laughs>
2: Uh, the music was by Ludwig Gorenson, who we all should know the name of because he is the fucking His man. Claim. He is the newest god when it comes to the, the the composing game. Am I
5: right, Andy? Ludwig? I don't know who that is. I don't know. Oh, you are. 100% do. Creed 1 and 2, Mandalorian, Black Panther. Never seen Community, Creed.
2: Uh, produced Childish Gambino's last three albums, winning Grammys left and right for that shit. Yeah, he's, he's the next level shit. The Mandalorian.
5: You love the Mandalorian theme song. Oh, they're, they're, ding, 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 ding. the little synthesizer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so he did the music, there, Music for
2: this one. Uh, budget of $116 million and a box office of $856 million. So they're gonna keep making these things, everybody, uh, whether Kevin wants it or not. Does this movie pass the Bechtel test? A measurement of representation of women in fiction, asking whether work features at least two women who speak to each other about something other than a man. No, it does not. It does not <laughs> even kind of for a second. <laughs> try to attempt to pass it. There are two has,
0: named female characters. I was gonna
3: say there's the female doctor and then uh, the and. woman from Dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm. and, and yeah, they, well there's they, three
0: because there's also the homeless lady they,
3: ah
2: you're right you're
0: right and the yeah. and the, and and the, the woman the who runs the convenience
2: store mrs
4: chen mrs chen this
3: guy also made uh the movies.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: What
1: do you got? No, you got? I why not.
3: I'm trying to go far enough back to the callback to the guy made the two movies and I can't remember the two fucking Zombieland. movies Zombieland? from three seconds ago with a Zombieland. Zombieland. in the goddamn
2: interview. Anyways, does not pass the Bechtel test
5: no. not at all. Unfortunately.
2: Nick Scarpino, I want to start with
4: you. mm-hmm what do you think about your rewatch of Venom? This was, I, you know, sometimes you get pleasantly surprised when you rewatch a movie. You think maybe I didn't bring the right energy into the theater. Maybe I missed some of the nuance of the performances of this movie. Maybe I wasn't paying attention close enough. You know, I, I sometimes I look on the Instagram while I'm doing stuff. I look on the news feeds, the Twitters, all that stuff. And this one I had to sit down and write the plot for. So I had to pay a little bit closer attention to. And let me tell you, Tim. This movie was somehow worse than I remember it being. It is it is there are not a lot of redeemable qualities in it cuz right when it starts getting okay we're like okay some of the action's pretty cool here venom starts talking and you're like is he drunk? Why is the venom voice just like a drunk Vegas asshole the entire time? Um it's it's this this movie is just very poorly I think it's just very poorly made. Out. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I just don't think that like just the very, the foundation of this, like what are we going for here? I think they looked around the room and there was no one else in the room. They're like, cool, we'll just make this movie as soon as, and fast as humanly possible. Yeah, I I, I cannot be less excited for Venom too, but then I'm so, la- I'm so not excited for it that I'm almost like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Am I coming back around for it? Do I want to see what this train wreck is going to be like? Let's go.
2: Evan Koala. What do you think?
0: Uh, I hate this movie. And rewatching it was so painful. Uh, the The only satisfaction I got out of it was that Paula's never seen it because uh, she missed that uh, movie outing. So, Do you like, misery and Niger misery divorce. So, no, it was one of those divorced. things where we sat together and kind of laughed and, like, would pause and be like, what? Like, why is the dialogue so bad or the action so stupid looking? So, that was enjoyable until she fell asleep. But, um, I had to be like, hey, like just before you fall asleep, I want you to know there's a moment where Venom like they're both really down, and Venom like is honest <laughs> with Eddie. and he's like, In my planet, I'm a loser too. And we had a good hard laugh. <laughs> but even at that.
3: the problem is, Kevin, your performance and delivery right there was more heartfelt than the
0: <laughs> I'm a
3: loser too. <laughs> oh God. Craig Miller. Yeah, this movie's no good. You know what I mean? I, I think I remember walking out of the theater and doing a an review and just really, really not liking it. I didn't enjoy it last night, but I didn't hate it as much. But because I wasn't doing the plot like Nick's forced dude this time, I kind of also it was on my phone a bit more. So I was like, you know what? I don't remember this being as such a train of Now Nick knows my pain and I know his pain. Uh. And then we all know the pain because we watched this movie. It's like, it's, there's Ooh. like, so many things that on the page I think probably read well, but I just do not like Tom Hardy's performance. No, I do not like. I forget the what's the who's Michelle the woman? Michelle Williams.
4: Is Michelle Williams. Yeah, I don't like her performance. Wait, which which part of her performance? Do you like the part where they started with New York accents and then halfway through they just don't have New York accents anymore? Well, that it's, happens a lot of times when you get a
3: col- when you get assimilated to a culture like San Francisco.
4: Fair enough. Fair
3: you enough. You just lose it in the middle of a movie. Uh,
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> like well, six I, months yeah, past. Like, so.
3: Sometimes the action's all right. You know what I mean? But there's just so it's just it's just a lot of stuff is happening in this movie and not much of it's And just Tom Hardy is not his performance is so bad. Like, I just hate his Eddie
5: Brock with a passion. Andy Cortez. I part of me was like, oh, you know what? This movie is so bad because it was made during quarantine. (laughs) Yeah. And no, it's yeah. not. It, it wasn't. Was no. I uh, it came out way way before quarantine. Way before. Um and we got linked in a tweet um with a video clip of us at the end of the last time we reviewed this, where we kind of walked away going, you know what? Terrible movie. It didn't hate it though.
0: Not all of us. Not all of us.
5: And I I regret those words i regret those words i'd like to apologize and in fact to get more hits on this make the thumbnail andy apologizes for what he said last I'm year sure. mm-hmm. or two years yeah. ago or whatever yeah and there it is dummies finally, that's what you think finally on. you got, got it, it. you <laughs> got something else we got your view too bad get out <laughs> <laughs> i yeah this this movie is fucking atrocious in so many different ways i i hate tom hardy's character i thought that i might get some of that dumb fun this time around and there was just no dumb fun to be had i was i i laughed a couple times at the absurdity of just what was happening but there was never a moment of saying wow this moment is kind of redeemable and neat uh, amongst a, a a fucking barrage of just bullshit this moment is pretty neat no it's just like it's all bad all the time and i fucking have lost hope in our country that uh, there's going to be a sequel for it Lost hope. Yeah. yeah, it's like a. Yeah. Know. But
3: this time it has Woody Harrelson for like a lot longer.
5: I was gonna tag Nick in a tweet of just him, his face with the <laughs> that stupid ass wig on. Mop. God, it was bad. We already did like you know wigging out last episode, so we're not gonna do it here. Why not? <laughs> Is it a wig? Oh. I don't know. Oh. wigging out with Scarpino. What's up, everybody?
4: I just want to point to this scene again because I don't think it quite—I don't think I quite got the nuance of this scene uh, when it first happened. When he walks in, and Woody Harrelson's character, uh, of course best known from Cheers, uh, uh, is is scraping "Welcome, Eddie" in blood on the bars, and you're like, "This guy's really crazy." And he's like, "Listen, man, I'm gonna drop the serial killer act right now. I called you here to tell you one thing." All I've ever wanted in life is carnage, and then the scene stops. But you have to imagine, in the narrative of this movie, there was a point where Eddie goes. Follow up question: What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah. What is going on with this whatsoever? Wait, anyway, yeah, he was wearing a wig; it was terrible. Can you
0: see it? Can you see it being like he was like? It's the name of the sequel. Like that's what the sequel's gonna be called. Because yeah. like that's the, the way the universe is built, where it's like none they of they
4: thought it was so cool. They thought yeah. it was so. They cool. They thought it was going to be the, the most hype thing. Ever. Wish in the writers' room. <laughs> yeah. I would actually love to sit with Tom Hardy and be like, like just me and you, Tom. No one's here. Were you trying to get out of the sequel? Is that what you were trying to do here? Like, were you trying I'm to sure act so bad well. in this? Oh, I'm sure he did, but he's probably like, oh, I want. Yeah. I just want to move. I want to do this quick movie, get a paycheck, and get the fuck out of here. And I'm sure there was something in his contract that was like, if your so bad, if, or, or like maybe he was like contracted for the sequel, and he's like, maybe I'll just be
5: so bad that they won't bring me back. It'll be embarrassing because this is. I his, didn't. Re- his he's all over the place in this movie. He didn't read the fine print, and it was like, damn! It says that if I agreed to jump in a fish tank through in a restaurant that I'd be in the sequel, and I did it. I didn't fucking read the plan. Damn know, it. They got me. Here they comes me. part two. Here
2: we'll get to, to that two. later, Andy, but that was improv. He decided he wanted to do that. Tom Hardy wanted to get no. the lobster tank. He's not a lobster no. tank. He's like, I want to do. I want to go in there. So then they did had they, to make it. They had to make was, a custom lobster tank for him because the lobster tank couldn't fit him. <laughs> so they did.
0: No, Tom. <laughs> no. Was Tom. he Tom. Like, was he, like, binging drugs or something during the filming of this?
2: I don't know. He was a standing character,
4: man. He had a symbiote in him. I mean,
2: it's, but like he's it's, a good should
0: we, actor. Should
4: we talk about just the idea behind this movie to begin with? Because to me, the idea behind it is flawed. Like trying to make Van a good guy <laughs> is, was just like, that was where we went wrong. He's the here. anti-hero though. He's not the good guy
2: it's so
0: not black and it's not oh, right white. i'm sorry He's well gray. we didn't we didn't get tim's opinion did we, did we? sorry tim oh no, yeah, right? did. yeah yeah
2: yeah i i don't think this movie is a travesty i don't think it's good Never by any seen. means but i definitely think that it's an entertaining watch and i think that it is only bad in comparison to mcu movies and the fact that we have these movies to compare to one for one on what an origin style uh, origin story what action scenes like all that type of stuff like what that could be and what we expect from these things based on all of that I like Tom Hardy's performance I like the Venom voice I think the sound design in this movie is incredible honestly I think that is really really well done uh I think that they are very inconsistent with a lot of the elements that they they go for specifically the plot I don't think I've ever seen a movie with a plot so simple that all is as convoluted as humanly possible for what really boils down to a you go from from point a to point b there's not even other points yet somehow there's uh time jumps and there's like completely <laughs> senseless decisions Where so it's like you instead of having riot be the the symbiote that came from somewhere else that had to get to them why it wasn't that one just venom to begin with like it would have just so simplified dumb. the story Way so simpler. much more so there's also- a lot of like b plot c plot stuff that they try to have that really are just other sides to this a plot that are just unnecessary and i think that that's the type of stuff that dilutes this from really kind of like being anything like unique to itself uh and it that is where i think the comparisons to other movies really start to come in where it's like there's a strong sense of a plot b pot c plot in superhero movies that we expect so not getting it here i think is a big disservice to to the the, the film and on top of that i think that this movie has a lot of really cool ideas and they just kind of neuter them going in. Like, the horror stuff works for me. Seeing Tom Hardy's performance as a very unwell man with this disease in him and the way they kind of deal with it, I think is very interesting. The idea of the bad guy kind of finding these homeless people and breeding them into this horrible alien situation is so dark but i just don't think that they go the step further they needed to i think an r rating could have really 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 cemented this into being a good movie if they just went more in that direction instead they kind of flirted with it a lot and we see scenes where we get the setup of venom about to eat somebody but then the camera cuts away from us seeing them eat him and it's like why even you see
3: them wrestle with it afterwards go oh gross i ate somebody
2: well, and, and I think the biggest problem there is it's just like they, they set up this whole thing with, with Venom and Eddie and the way that they're interacting and like the choices that they set up in this movie that they all chose to because Spider-Man's not in this. So they decided to come at this from an origin standpoint of like a new unique thing. So they're making their own rules. And yet the end of this movie makes no sense of like why would Venom sacrifice himself for Tom Hardy? Why Uzzah. did he not fully die? You know, it's like, what? Why, why did he just come back at the end? It's go well, I guess if a bit survives, it's like, well, then why did they have like the weird sacrifice scene two seconds before we hear him like come back and be like, oh, I'm here. You know, So I'm,
5: I'm at the point when it comes to story beats where I hate so much of the rest of the movie that I don't expect the movie to have any logical story beats like I. uh Earlier, Kevin asking if Tom Hardy was on a drug was on a drug binge. <laughs> well, performing Tom Hardy, I Tim liked Tom Hardy's performance. I think Tim might be on the drug binge, but I think we need to have I a. Think we need to so test I think him. we all need to get together. You talk got your to Tim about balance this. balance strip and let's stick it on Tim's forehead. Because he's <laughs> no, no, I mean, here's the <laughs> thing: when it comes
2: to to defend myself, I feel like Venom has never really been much deeper of a character than this. Like, I've he's already got a, a cool of- suit a cool uh, design it's, it's a cool suit but at the end of the day Venom was always a loser he was always kind of like in this weird no, fucking I mean, comedic bad element yeah. and it's like we he had this cool 90s side to him but it's like it was more often than not that he was a joke character and it was not serious and like it worked best when he was scary and like when he was like fucking up and kind of uh just messing up the, the human beings that they were uh but, linking to like, and I what feel you, like what Eddie Brock in the beginning of this movie kind of really was not crazy and on drugs until venom got into him and then it kind of was poisoning him as it as it went on so it's like i i think they did a good job with that stuff and i think that i with ann and dan the other characters i like that they subverted expectations for the most part towards the end when she gets the venom suit it kind of ruins a lot of that but i like that dan wasn't this asshole bad guy that we're rooting against when with the new being the new boyfriend it was kind of like they set it up where he was looking out for eddie and trying to help him and so it does set up one other lean, lingering plot thread of like, so wait, is Venom still killing Eddie still? Because he was killing him. The Doctor, yeah, Now no, like, no, no, that he they he feed was him, him or whatever him. he wants, yeah, to when they feed him,
0: no he, he's no longer. Gotcha. That was so the missing. Yeah, part. He, just <laughs> was, <laughs> he, he was <laughs> doing it on okay.
3: purpose. He was eating Eddie, you know what I mean? But it's because he wasn't getting fed or whatever. Kevin Koehler from kindoffunny dot slash
0: games. just wh- where where do we get that that Venom is a loser? Is it just the other Spider Man movie? In comics. Yeah. Okay. I mean literally I, any I don't remember that show I'm, I'm
3: with Kevin as I don't remember that I always remember yeah. I mean I remember Venom mainly from the McFarlane run where he was yeah. fucking hulking and terrifying and
2: horrible. Yeah, it was so either hulking see. terrifying or it was like super comedic. I mean there's lines from this movie that are straight up like the uh, the, the pancreas and the liver and the whatever like that's straight out of the comics and it's goofy. Like yeah, it was Yeah, but like even I feel presented like in the comics
0: goofy. it wasn't presented that way. Like it, was. it wasn't meant to be goofy, right?
5: It was. I would um, love it if, they, if I would love it if we asked the the filmmakers like what were your influences and they're like yeah we made him goofy because of, like Topher Grace that guy's just a fucking goofball <laughs> like that's, uh, that's <laughs> you seen already... that
0: '70s show <laughs> classic um, hey, also, I so go ahead go oh I was just gonna say Tom Hardy I feel like is like he he becomes like an alcoholic after the six month like he's not in a good place and kind of a like stumbling idiot right after he gets fired or I guess the time jump happens right. So well, in, I mean, he's I just down on
4: his luck. I don't think he's an alcoholic. I think he's just like I don't. I mean, have he's at a bar, at like two o'clock. It's because he doesn't have a job. He's trying to look for. I, I don't think. I, I don't think he was. I mean, he was spiraling. I don't think he was completely out of control. And I don't think at any point he ever comes close to like being, like I don't know. I have. I think, s- I think that I think the parasite eating him was what was causing him to act a little bit delusional and crazy. I don't think that was like any psychosis or anything like that. Andy from Kind of Funny. I have I
5: so. I have so many issues where. Before he even gets this symbiote inside of him, before venom even takes charge, I had much like Greg looked down at my phone, checked Twitter for a couple of secs, and I'm looking back up and the way he's acting in the in the convenience store, the way he's talking to Homegirl from Parks and Rec. I forget her name um Jenny Slate Jenny Slate yeah. when he's talking to her, part of me was like. Damn, did I miss the part where he became Venom? Because he's acting fucking weird as shit right now. (laughs) Like, I thought he was already Venom that whole time. And I was like, oh, he doesn't even have the symbiote in him. This is just like Tom Harden doing a really bad performance and like overdoing everything. And also, how the fuck do you go from being this investigative journalist with the most crazy motion graphics of all time? This dude, you lose your job. You're you're not going to be fucking looking for a janitorial service. Yeah, remember like, he, sign, he circles the waiter job or whatever. Like, hey, come dude. the fuck on, dude! Like you're like in part of this so. big corporation. That's true. That's true. Making my point right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I was I was just so annoyed by that, like the fact that he's like he loses this job where it's the fucking the what's the what's his show called the, the Eddie Brock, Brock report. report the Eddie Brock report like. He It looks so professional. It looks like he'd be so sought after if he were to ever lose a job anywhere. And then suddenly he's looking on Craigslist for whatever. That's what's so weird about it is like he
4: as a character is just not very likable to begin with, to your point. And I think that he starts off and you're like, okay, this guy is like an investigative journalist, right? And we see this montage of him breaking all these cases open where it's like, this is why bodies are buried in landfill. Like this is what's (laughs) happening over here. Like this guy actually – probably knows it kind of what he's doing. And then the first time we see him in action, he just randomly torpedoes his own career, knowing fully well what's going to happen if he does this interview the way he does it. His boss is like, don't do that. And then his boss is like, Hey, who's your source? And he goes, I, I don't have a source, but that's not true. He does have a source. He hacked, he hacked his, <laughs> his Beyonce's email, which is not, and she got fired for that. Yeah. And so, he starts I think the character arc for Eddie is just a little bit off cuz he's supposed to start of like I guess he's supposed to be dishonest even though everything up until that point shouts out that this guy is literally like a boots on the ground grassroots honest to god journalist and he's then a just, good reporter yeah, yeah he's a good world. he's a good reporter which means he has ethics and then he just does this totally unethical thing where he decides to open up his 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 uh, fiance's computer and uh, email yeah, That doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, to me, I mean, just going back to like the actual the, the idea of Venom to begin with, I just Venom. find it so much more fascinating that Venom is this sort of like this this pipeline for people's like evil to come out of themselves. And I know that's not what they were going for with this. What they were going for, they were trying to make him the anti-hero. They were trying to make him this thing. But I just find it so much more fascinating that that Venom is like, is that dark part of yourself that wants to tap into your inner power and he helps you do that. And then by doing that, the parasite has a dual meaning, right? Where it's like, yeah, he's a symbiote and he's a part of you, but he's also eating that last little bit of good in you. Like that, and that's what I always found that was so fascinating when he combined with like, in the, in the cartoons or in the movies even, where he combines with Spider-Man and then all of a sudden Spider-Man's OP, but then he starts doing things that, that are just totally out of character for him. And we don't get any of that really in this. This is not that Venom. And it's unfortunate because I just find, I think that plot line and that, though, that is just a lot more fascinating it- to watch.
3: I agree with you 100% and I think that's the problem with this movie and them being so dead set on doing this movie and doing it the way they did it is that yeah when you can't tie Eddie Brock to Peter Parker and you can't tie Venom to Spider-Man then you get this weird thing where it is you, I never know in this movie how I'm supposed to feel about Eddie Brock because even the way he's supposed to be like well I don't like him but then he's supposed to be he is like and it's like you're back and forth on everything in this thing where it's just like okay like what why would I understand Venom's a cool suit and a cool thing and this cool power set or whatever, but I don't feel the desire that I'm in there with him. And yeah, Kevin, I sent you the thing Tim was talking about. Tim, I still argue. I don't know what you're talking about. Venom was supposed to be funny in the comics. This is a scary scene of him punching it. Kevin, if you can throw it up. Uh, his yeah, lungs, pancreas, wait, so on, many snacks. So I mean, right? He's coming to attack Spider-Man, Tim. He's not there and he's punching him. He's doing it. Spidey sense ain't working.
5: But then he did a little fart joke at the end. You can't say it as an ex goofy out of his him. butthole. <laughs> <laughs> this is Greg, to your point, this is this is like when they take Joey out of Friends and try to spin off Joey and give him his own show. You know, you take Joey away from Ross and Rachel and Monica and Chandler, and I'm reading Wikipedia to get all these white people's names because I kind of I don't know anything about friends. But you try we to make it Joey, all right. Try to give Joey his own show. It just ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna you never work.
0: Never watched Friends.
5: Nah, up? never cared for it. No, I was George Lopez show. <laughs> 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 it's time for know. the plot. Time for the plot. Nick is going to tell us the plot. Yeah. That's yeah. a new spider. That's a Spider Man thing. That was really cool. You just came up with
4: that yourself. Yeah. That was super great. Right. Yeah, you, you should you should work in that industry. Uh, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, Venom, Kevin's favorite movie in association with Marvel. Well, they could have made that a little bit bigger. They're like in association with Marvel. We we did not Marvel. They just, they know we're doing this, and they can't stop us. <laughs> Marvel's aware. <laughs> Kevin Feige's just got a loaded gun. He's like, one day I'm going to put a <laughs> bullet through Sony's face. <laughs> the final frontier. The LF-1 heads back uh, to Earth with the specimens, and uh-oh, something goes wrong, and the LF-1 crashes in the forest of East Malaysia, which looks a lot like the forest of Northern California. Maybe we just kind of, maybe we just <laughs> kind of... <laughs> Shot all those in the woods. We don't know. <laughs> Shots in, yeah. The <laughs> up team, of course, reaches the crash sites and recovers three of the four specimens, one of which has gone rogue. Uh, Riz Ahmed and Jenny Slate watch on the monitors as they trigger uh, they triage astronaut Jameson, which is a little reference to uh, J. Jonah Jameson's kid here, I imagine, right, Tim? Mm-hmm. 100% yeah. credit, got it. Uh, and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. And he's got the symbiote in him, uh uh let's see he comes to life on the ambulance they kill him
0: off right like this is them killing him right because well i don't when riot gets out of people he kills them
4: is that what it is
0: i i mean that's i feel like everyone that we saw he left dead
4: yeah possibly i mean because venom can transfer between people yeah without any issue alive yeah so presumably maybe he's alive i don't know it doesn't matter because he comes alive and eats he eats the uh, ambulance driver and then transfers over to the EMT. And then the EMT uh, limps off down the road uh, with a patch in her just hand. Just so, tra-
2: so many transferings of people to people. It's a lot of it. like, what the fuck? Yeah. And like, the, it all just kind of leads to the transferring to get to action scenes. And why does this movie insist on having every single action scene with these symbiotes that are dark, all in darkness Like, there's not a single scene where you can actually see what's going on, including the one coming up here where, like, they have the attack in the village.
4: It's really bad. It's interesting, too, because when we got to the end, I totally forgot the end of this movie. I was like, I know that resume, like, that the the Drake character gets um, one of them. I didn't know which one it was. And then you're watching them fight, and you're like, you could have just... You could have made him a little bluer. You could have made one bluer <laughs> and one more red, because it's impossible to see what's going on in between the
5: two. That will we'll be a problem in the
3: next movie, Nick. Don't worry. Oh, good. Thank God. The, the good this thing about
5: the good thing about right leaving the bodies, though, like again, right will leave your body. You're dead, but your bone, you're healed. Your bones are, your body is healed. You know,
4: it's true. Because that I lady mean, he had has her been.
5: shin sticking out of her fucking leg. Right leaves her body. Sure, you're dead, but a little bit more presentable we'll in the have casket. Great looking corpse. Great point point Eighty.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we get the Venom title screen here And then we head over to San Francisco, California Where Eddie Woo! Brock is sleeping the morning away And Annie wakes him up uh, For his meeting She's a lawyer for the Life Foundation uh, And then she's working on that somehow Eddie Brock runs a vlog called the Eddie Brock Report he Man, I to- can't I is
0: cannot a think of I that was a TV
5: show. I cannot think of two actors That just seem so Not great on camera Together like eddie brock and what's her face like the, the there's no chemistry it just feels no so this is not supposed to be on camera well, I think, <laughs> you're letting it be there Andy,
3: I think, <laughs> we're too I far think. gone we know they don't have <laughs> chemistry but we gotta let it go uh,
4: what i what i read was the director cast them and they didn't have chemistry at first and then he says which one of you can do a daniel russo accent better and Michelle Williams was like, can Mr. Miyagi, can you give me the gabagool? <laughs> and Tom Hardy was like, oh, Mr. Miyagi, I'll yeah, take little. some of the provolone. <laughs> Their accents in the first 20 minutes of this movie are ridiculous. To yeah. the point where I was like, There must have been short for time. There's no way they got, they were like, let's get one more take on that with just maybe a West Coast accent. Absurd. Terrible. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Uh,
2: Fact here is, Anne briefly uses, no, no, She works for a law firm called uh, Michelini and McFarlane. These are the names of the Venom creators, uh, David Michelini
4: and Todd McFarlane. uh, Let's see. He heads to MNBN and even the name of the network, you're like, that's...
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like...
5: (laughs) Finding a way to be pissed off about everything.
1: (laughs) Well, like, even
5: even that network, I'm like... "Mm, those See, I was let... more pissed
1: off
3: that they did the whole like, you know, they go establishing st- shot of San Francisco. Awesome. That's my city, baby. And then it's they, then they're in the apartment. And then it was more establishing. Shot. I'm like, no, I know we're in San Francisco. We I know. get it. Where's like, Don't show me the city again.
4: Although I will say, one of the cool things that I do appreciate about this movie is when they cut over to the Life Foundation and they have carved yeah, that building tight. into the side of the, uh, the other side of the Golden Gate, which is super cool. I'm like, that's they cool. fucking nailed us after this
2: movie. I loved it. I think that they did one of the best jobs with Shang-Chi being the only thing that i think outdid it but even just them walking down the street like the graffiti is authentic sf graffiti the music they have playing is like bay area shit super hyphy plays motherfuckers knew what they were doing good for them
4: let's see heads over to mnbn where his boss uh guy he's like i got you an interview with carlton drake and this is supposed to be a fluff piece he's like don't fuck this up and it's like why would you send eddie brock to go in? why this makes no sense. You know who Eddie? It's like Box a hard hitting reporter show over here. At Not only that,
0: he's record. like, "Hey man, when you were homeless, we gave you a home. Don't fuck us." And he's like, "Bro, don't fuck us. bro, I'm a fuck you." I don't know. He's like, "This guy <laughs> is bad.
4: Know. This guy is bad." And he's like, "Okay, cool. Uh, uh, let's see." Annie credits him. He is bad, and that's all he is. <laughs> yep. So Eddie nailed it. Uh, Eddie and Annie uh, head to a restaurant on the waterfront, and Eddie tells Annie he's going to do the job oh, tomorrow. Man. And Anne reminds him of the Daily Globe incident, which ran him out of New York. She's like, "Don't have another one of those incidents." He's like, "I'm not going to do it." Uh, And let's see. Uh, No, I already wrote. I already talked enough about the accents. Past Nick, we don't have to keep lamenting on these accents. I have a lot of notes (laughs) about that in here, Andy. But I'm just going to be the better. It's okay. It's okay. You're the better man, Nick. Unlike the director who should have told them to stop making these accents. Eddie reads one of Ann's. Uh, this is later that night. He reads one of Ann's confidential emails about the Life Foundation t- treatment of three people uh, who died, and he's like, "Oh my God, I gotta stick it to this Carlton Drake person." So Greg, he does what any good reporter would do, and just ambushes him during an interview that he knows very easily his network's not going to run, and <laughs> will result in him getting fired instead of he getting any more corroborating sources.
3: He asked the hard hitting questions and hung his fiance out to dry in the process. Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, understanding that ed- as soon as his editor asked who his sources were, he'd be like, uh, and then he, he, doesn't even say, you know, off the record unnamed. I can't tell you, but trust me, they're worthy. He's just like, uh, I've heard things. Yeah, no shit. You're no fired. Shit. Get the fuck out of here. You're <laughs> yeah. not even fired for the right reasons. You're not yeah. even fired for doing the right thing. You're fired just for being a fucking moron. It's like, yeah. it's
5: his first week on the job and the dude's <laughs> never, ever done anything like this. Like, it's the type of thing where you go do stuff and then the boss is like sitting there overside, like, no, 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 no. hey, hey, Eddie, what are you doing? No, we don't do that. like, oh, sorry. Like, sorry, it's first few weeks. It's okay. Like,
0: no, dude. This is the thing where like a world needs to have characters that are believable. This is kind of like what we were saying. um, I don't think it's aired yet, but the Ghostbusters mayor, the 2016 thing where it was like, you don't believe that the mayor could be mayor. You know, he's sitting there being, making like, Ridiculous comments that like no normal human being would make, let alone a mayor of a city, and that's the same thing with Eddie, where it's like that is not how someone would be a journalist and that he's sitting there throwing away his career, hand his relationship with zero to back it up. He's not putting this guy and- in a position where he's going to get him to say something. he's just revealing this, gets booted, and then like has to deal with the consequences.
2: But he I deals with them. I I disagree with you because it's like it's yeah he did make a good call,
4: but he made the call and then he has to face the ramifications of making that.
2: Call. But I'm saying right, like Kevin,
0: no Kevin's real reporter like, would. Okay.
4: It's not like it's not like he was in dire circumstances and needed the story. His career was going very well. He's like he's doing all these things. He would have known better. It's it's just not believable that he would tank his career in that fashion. Like why? That would be one piece of evidence. You need more corroborating evidence and then you start forming a story based on this thing. But this Eddie Brock, who we're, we're led to believe has one of the most important boots on the ground uh, web shows on the fucking planet, all of a sudden just randomly pulls this Bushley
5: web maneuver. Shows. It just
0: doesn't make a lot of sense.
5: And first off, how would you get all them good motion graphics? Like who did that intro for you? For real? Uh, like, you show. Show? That's, that's Fiverr.
0: Sorry, but like this is this is like a real show on TV. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, like, that's what I got like the it. sense. Okay. I,
4: I call it I call yeah, it a honey. vlog just because it looks yeah. like he's doing a uh, selfie stick. Yeah, I that. thought it was like a web show. I, as I, a web job with Spider- I thought it was so, just, a web show. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I don't
2: think that it's like I don't think that he's this like renowned on TV like journalist guy. I think that it's more like he might be featured on TV sometimes, but I definitely got the read that he's more of a niche reporter type and like he's really dedicated and takes the homeless stuff personally.
0: Tim, he went I, up to like, the CBS like or the CBS building and parked right out front. The security guard was like, "Hey, you're not supposed to." And he's like, "Come on, Rick. Out. I know about he's your kid. He's going to how MIT. She, she got to school. Out. She get to school."
4: I mean, yeah, Tim might be right I mean, Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm overshadowing or, or, or overestimating how important this guy is or how how well his career is going. But maybe the boss just, goes,
5: "Look, Eddie, you haven't done much in a while. We need a big breaking story, man. Like you're not you, or, or else I'm gonna have to get, let you go, dude. Like we we're running out of funding. But we like, need a big need story." But you they know didn't like show
0: something like that, that you know what happened. i mean like that with that with that no, that's all imagination
5: that's what I'm suggesting, Kevin. That's what he's <laughs> like, saying. It would have been better if that had been the case. Oh,
0: yeah,
4: but instead, see. he would walk in, and his boss has a perfectly good relationship with Eddie. He's like, "Hey, man, I got you this piece. I just want you to go interview this guy. Please don't fuck Let's this. up. a solid. <laughs> just go talk to. Just give a solid." And he's like, "Okay, guy. yeah, no problem." And then Eddie decides, and, and I guess that that kind of that kind of speaks to to just the character in general. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to feel about Eddie in this, right? Because I'm getting mixed signals. He's a good guy, but he does the wrong thing. But then he also doesn't stand up to this bully in the convenience store. And then I'm I'm. I just don't know what his character arc is supposed to be at this point in the story. I don't know what his sort of inner need is. Um, is, he sp- is he trying to redeem himself from this New York incident? Because we only get one line of dialogue, a, th- a yeah. throwaway line where she's like, you don't mm-hmm. want to get run out of New York again. Is, is, he being, is he being literally and metaphorically chased by his past? Or what, what's going on with Eddie? Because when he starts this story, he's in a pretty good place. He's got a great fiance. They got a nice apartment. They even mm-hmm. have a cat. Mr. What if Mr. Bootsies or whatever I got with the You're cat? Oh, Mr. Belvedere. It was Mr. Belvedere. Mr. Belvedere. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a great name for a cat. And then he just, for no reason, just decides <laughs> that it's. It's like they just needed to have him tank his career to have him go well, to a different emotional place. And I, that's the, the thing. Party.
0: Like you get the feeling that like they were like, okay, he's got to lose everything when he before he meets Venom, and they do this thing where he tanks his career and also yeah. ruins his relationship, and it just again doesn't feel like it makes any sense because it's like. What was his plan with his girlfriend? Just take the information she wasn't going to get caught?
1: Or he That's gets a Pulitzer Prize,
0: right? And it's just like, now
4: you have to marry me because you can't yeah. be a lawyer. You got disbarred. Good for you. Anyway, we, we, we'll move on. Carlton Drake gives a presentation on space travel. And a little kid asks a question. And then the person running the interview is like, Shh, don't ask any questions because this, this billionaire is speaking right now. And then Carlton's like, no, don't silence her. People are always going to try to silence you, but it's the people that ask questions that get ahead and and really make changes in life. And then he doesn't answer her question. Okay, no, he makes me. someone I else answer her people. question. <laughs> she doesn't even ask you. He just leaves. So, so. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, congratulations, kid. You just learned the most important lesson in life, whereas people don't care about you. Uh, he brings up, uh, let's see. Uh. Da-da-da. Talks about the space. Talks about curies. Like, listen, we've we've done pretty much everything we can do on this planet. Now we need to look to the stars for the cure for everything we want to do. Uh, I built my entire empire. So anyway, he does the interview with Eddie, and Eddie, of course, presses him about this pharmaceutical interests and all the allegations about his building his entire empire on a uh, on on dead bodies. Which of course he read all this in in one lawsuit. Uh, and the guy's like, "We're done." Of course, why would I answer that question? You're an idiot. And then he gets fired. Uh, let's see. He brings Worth up, it. of course instead of instead of trying to sugarcoat it at all he just straight up brings up the three names that are listed in the brief that was sent to his girl his fiancee the, the night, night before prior. the night before this is like uh, how when
3: you're a kid like you try to be like sly with something you heard 30 seconds ago or yeah. you, know what I, you know what i mean like you ask your parents about like yeah, hey, what's what's up with that jar over there and then that jar is missing the next morning and they're like you yeah. just asked about it yeah that's good yeah. that's
2: trouble uh, uh and before, we get back, before we get back to the plot let me tell you about our sponsors
3: this podcast is brought to you by Me Undies. Are you afraid of the glow in the dark? Well, shield your eyes because the new Me Undies Halloween just dropped dead. Get it cuz it just there's new Halloween Me Undies out. And you know ladies and gentlemen, I'm Greg Miller and I'm the king of Halloween and I love my Me Undies. Of course, they're the only underwear I wear and I'm always happy throughout the year when I get to my candy corn MeUndies. I've had those for a long time and I like them quite a bit, but now they got new Halloween prints, you don't have to do that! MeUndies are made from natural fibers sourced from beechwood trees, making their micromodal, fabric soft, breathable and dangerously cozy. Get your spooky season up and haunting with five new prints, I See You, and that's EYE, My Boo, Tricks and Treats, Lazy Bones and Lazy Pumpkin, available in undies, bralettes, socks and loungewear in sizes XS through 4XL. There are a lot of options to consider, but make it decision quickly because there's somebody right behind you. To get 15% off your first order and free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com morning. That's MeUndies.com morning. Our other sponsor of the day, <laughs> Why it's Quip, ladies and gentlemen. When's the last time you got rewarded for brushing your teeth? With Quip's smart electric toothbrush, good habits can earn great perks like free products, gift cards, and more. The Quip smart brush for adults and kids connects to the Quip app with Bluetooth. Track when and how well you brush. Get tips and coaching to improve your habits. Earn points for daily brushing and bonus points for completing challenges like streaks. Redeem for rewards like free products, gift cards, and discounts from Quip and its partners. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Greg Miller and I use this toothbrush. It's very simple. I have the all black one. It syncs up with my phone. It tells me how much and then I get to redeem it all the time for free gift cards. And you know, they they make you brush a long time to do it, but you do get it in the end, which I appreciate. Start getting rewards for brushing your teeth today. Go to getquip.com slash kind of funny, all one word right now to save ten dollars on a quip smart electric toothbrush that's ten dollars off a smart electric toothbrush at getquip.com slash kind of funny dot com slash kind of funny quip
4: the good habits company back of course it. immediately the next day eddie's boss fires him for basically being a terrible journalist and annie gives him the ring back for breaking her trust and, and 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 hacking into her email, which is super unethical and kind of makes him a bad person. So at this point, the only person that's really, truly done something terrible in this movie, Eddie. <laughs> Bro, I mean, Drake, you could argue, had a couple people we don't we, him haven't him. Been confirmed <laughs> yet. we haven't really seen that. We haven't seen yeah. him do any of no, that stuff no, yet. No, no, no. We've only seen him be like, oh, my God, he went to go, you know, space travel. Hey, it's all free out there. You can do whatever you want. No rules in space. It's technically law. maritime law, uh, which we learned in The Martian. Uh, the other three symbiotes arrive at the Life Foundation. And uh, the, uh, as uh, Riot walks through a market in Malaysia like a zombie, uh, this, I like this scene a little bit. It eats a live eel, and then the, the proprietor stands like, hey, don't do that. You got to pay for that. And then Riot slits its throat and then kills a bunch of other people and then walks, and then transfers Wait. to an,
0: a little room and walks away. The, did, did we do the six month jump yet?
4: Not yet. Six months later is right now. Jenny yeah. Slate updates Drake on how the symbiotes need to bond. With a viable host in order to survive in an oxygen-rich environment and and then he is like perfect because if this is an important part then i'll get to andy if they can survive here then we can survive out there now i'm not a scientist but i don't know if that logic checks out necessarily (laughs) symbiotic
2: relationship
4: i don't know that's not how symbiotic equals b and b equals Uh. d and b equals c i think we're missing a part in there somewhere of like are you sure that the bodies can survive out there? Greg Miller, kind of funny.
3: There's a reason he's a billionaire and you're here talking about a fucking movie, all right? Fair enough. <laughs> it's true. Fair enough. Who went um, the um, question? I, Andy, I did want to...
5: Yeah, I wanted to point out... I don't know if this has been brought up. I went to the restroom for the last two minutes. I'm so sorry about that. In the cut of the movie that I just watched, I never once heard Symbiote.
0: Yeah. It wasn't in I, it. They, they
5: changed it? They got rid it?
2: of that from the trailer, yeah.
5: Okay. I, I wasn't sure what my brain was doing there. I was like, wait, did they... Not have that in the movie, and I just don't remember because I was very confused, Kevin.
0: Andy, I got really scared and was like, "Is it just normal to me now? Do I not <laughs> yeah. feel it? real?" Yeah. It's like because I watched this, like well, it must have been midnight, with like it was. I have this like thing over my head, I'm iPad over my bed with headphones, right? Yeah. So it's like hanging over me, and I'm like, "Have I just like integrated it into myself?" <laughs> For- for me, Kev, I was like, wait, is it really
5: symbiote? And it's symbiote that's weird? <laughs> like yes. did I reverse them? Like,
0: <laughs> I had that crazy. same dialogue. I don't
4: know how I'm saying it now, and
0: I'm nervous. Now I'm scared too now. To I, oh, I don't know how I'm supposed to say it.
4: Uh, let's see. Uh, Drake wants to begin human trials immediately, but Dr. Dora Skirth is like, I don't think that's... I don't even think that's anywhere close to possible right now. Like... And this is where we start to come a little bit off the rails for me. There's a this guy, to come off the rails. This guy has it's
0: just hundreds of people working for in a bad him, way.
4: and he's like, "Let's just bring in a bunch of people who are lower income, some people living on the streets, and we'll get him to sign these random contracts, and then we'll just kill them if we if we have to, or we'll put their lives at stake." and not one other person on this team, all of whom seem actually kind of well-adjusted. Nobody protests to this. There's Dr. Dora. Then there's Dr. Emerson at the end of this. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? And then Riot kills him. It's just so weird that this smart character becomes this comically evil character like, like that. But it's you know? not,
0: because like, the answer is it's all bad writing. All of this movie is poorly written, so the characters are so thin that, like, What's his thing? He's smart and he's evil. Mm-hmm. So it just we're constantly hit with him being like, I- I'm going to find the solution for all things. And also let's kill homeless people. And it's just like, all right. Well, I guess <laughs> that works.
4: Uh, let's see. Eddie bu- uh, drinks a sorrows away in a bar, and then someone's like, Hey, you used to be Eddie Brock, right? And he's like, yeah, I used to be. Uh, and then he heads home where he buys a free paper from uh Maria, who is uh who is homeless and she is living on the sidewalk, but she's still But paper.
3: look at Eddie with his heart of gold, still giving her money for it, you he know? Gives
4: her 20 bucks for a five dollar paper bucks. that should have been free, and of course, you know, he's just giving
5: her. I'll give you I'll 20 bucks, not seeing, I'll give you 20 bucks. I'm Eddie Brock. I get a but of I want rolling. to see Venom
4: 2 with Andy. I know.
5: I want Andy to Let be ma-
2: Andy. Here's,
4: here's what I would love to do. I would love to see Venom 2. But I would like them to prepare a special audio track. So that every time Tom Hardy is supposed to speak, Andy just has the script. And he has
5: to say the lines out loud for the entire theater. Let's take only. Look, I, I, I'm, I'm saying it right now. So many of these interviews, now looking back, is... When you're watching a terrible movie with friends, it becomes more fun. And last time we watched Venom, I think it was more fun because I was around you all. Mm -hmm. And this time I was fucking alone in my bedroom watching this and I hated it. And I think a lot of that had to do with it. I was like, it wasn't even dumb fun this time around. I was just kind of like mad at the situation, you know? Why
3: did you you? You probably had a similar thing that I did where it's like last night. Uh, Jen and I are talking like all right we're gonna finish midnight mass I'm like yeah then you're gonna go to bed I'll go downstairs I gotta prep PS I love you I'll start prepping games daily it's a huge day and I literally stopped mid-sent she's like what I'm like (laughs)
5: Fuck. Oh, <laughs> She's like, what am
0: I? I have to watch Venom. <laughs> yeah. That Ooh, happens sure to me did. like twice
5: a month. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, uh, Anyway, I just want to, real quick, I just want to state that I was not in that camp when I came out. I was furious of that movie. You were? You were. Uh, you were furious and, like in the you review, I was like, this movie. is. Yes. Yeah, Kevin, can you show clear. the thing in assets? Uh, God, no, I don't want to. Okay. You did not <laughs> vote it
2: last, Kevin. Just want that huh? to be clear. I did not vote vote venom last of the spider-man movies that's tough kev that wow tough. i mean oh, i hard. don't words. You didn't even you didn't even what voted f- second to last what a venom
0: fan what a venom fan right here venom, venom. Yeah. look What's get happening? distracted by the the sexiness venom, venom. yeah
2: kevin sent me this image a
3: little while ago on slack
0: you are such a liar know, I, it made me acid.
3: uncomfortable but
2: here we go female venom <laughs> <laughs> we'll looking peter parker's face uh, like she it's no, she venom she venom. Officially, Anne briefly uses the Venom symbiote 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 to <laughs> rescue Eddie. This is an homage to the comics when she briefly wore the symbiote under the name of She-Venom.
5: <laughs> Jesus. Her Who? back muscles hurt. This? Jesus Christ.
4: Anne. 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 Anyway, Anne. Eddie heads into <laughs> the Mrs. Chen's shop and she tells him he looks like shit. And then a bad guy comes in and charges Mrs. Chen protection money while Eddie watches next to the breakfast cereal. Mrs. Chen tells him, listen, Eddie, life hurts, Eddie. It just does. And they're like, all right, well, I guess that's the message of this movie. Eddie <laughs> heads home and sees his dickhead neighbor, or maybe Eddie is the dick. Again, I'm not really sure. Uh, <laughs> Eddie
5: Another one guy. of those extremely unbelievable characters. This neighbor, like yeah. there, there so many of these smaller outside characters that have no footing in reality, and this dude is one of them. Like, just the way he acts, it's just like it's just Again, annoying. It's annoying to yeah. see that shit on TV. Pure mm-hmm.
2: exposition. There's one reason we meet this character, and it's it's for him to play music loud
4: to see that the sound affects Venom. That's the only reason that character exists. It's interesting because you're like, if it wasn't for that, would we know that the frequency 6,000 Hertz is the frequency that can hurt Venom? And the answer, Tim, is, we mentioned it 15 other times. 15 fucking times. With the yep. MRI, mm-hmm. we've got mm-hmm. her doing the. We've got we've. we we, we would have figured it out without
3: 7:47 buzzing the Trans American Pyramid yeah. for some
4: reason. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of moments where they crown that down your face. Only one moment though where they tell you that fire can also kill him. He's <laughs> just kind of I, throwing in there too.
0: I thought it was interesting that like, uh, what he we when he first meet him, he's like hanging out with a, a girl, it might be his girlfriend, might not, and he like kisses her or something. And uh, Eddie like, goes into his apartment, he's like, "Uh," And it's like, well, he didn't do anything wrong. Like, Well, he we, just... well he,
4: Eddie knows the guy's like, going to play his, his loud rock yeah. music, and Eddie doesn't like that. Eddie I don't like, like rock that, music. Yeah, Eddie doesn't like people that disturb the piece, as we'll find out. But anyway, <laughs> but he goes in, and he waters <laughs> a design plant, and then he looks for a job, and no one's hiring. Uh, so he meditates on it, but that's short-lived when his dickhead
5: neighbor decides to practice his rock guitar uh, over at the Life <laughs> Foundation. And th- and that's the thing. And here's the thing. Here's what I'm saying. That my brain was a bit confused at this point in time because I looked at my phone for a second and thought, "Does he already have the symbiote?" Because the music is annoying, and he's like, and he's like doing these weird reactions. It's like, oh, the venom's taken over. No, he doesn't even have it in his body yet. He's just kind of acting he's angry, and he's trying to not punch the wall. We all just, seen that It's so annoying. Yes, I just we've hate- we, we so hit bad. that point.
0: Where the noise is so loud and we grab our ears and we shake our heads. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs>
4: uh, let's see, going back in you know, Over the Life Foundation, Drake attempts to bond a symbiote with a tweaker named Isaac. Uh, and then he's like, that's very tweaker. biblical. I mean the guy's I mean, He's he's sure, doing something. Dick, I, Isaac he's like Isaac is the true hero of that biblical story. Uh, God has abandoned us. He didn't keep his his end of the bargain. And then the Isaac character is like, What the fuck are you talking about? Where are <laughs> the drugs you promised me? <laughs> and then they open up the canister with one of the symbiotes and it bonds to Isaac. But the bond is short-lived and Isaac dies. So they bring in the next volunteer while Dr. Skirth looks on in horror. Uh, Eddie buys another paper, but this time his friend on the street is gone. Uh, He gets the feeling that he's being followed and calls out Dr. Skruth, who tells him she works for the Life Foundation. And Eddie's like, I don't want anything to do with that. I tried my hardest to take this guy down. And by that, I mean, I ambushed him in a random interview and lost my entire career. I'm moving on from that. And Dr. Skruth like, he's killing people. You were right. And and Eddie's like, oh, oh, oh," and leaves (laughs) Uh, <laughs> he loves those vowels. <laughs> he loves them, man. Uh, let's see. I'm done with rainbow. all this saving my fellow man shit is what he says. Uh, Eddie walks by their old place and sees her old cat, Mr. Belvedere. And then Annie pulls up with Dan, who was in Veep. And seems like kind of a cool guy in this, actually. Dan is coolness. Yeah, I like Dan. Uh, He's got a
3: lot of the vibes of the uh, uh, stepfather in the Ant-Man.
4: Yeah. yeah.
3: We, you know, we
5: don't hate yeah.
2: him. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Bobby... Bobby Cola, Dola, something like that. Bobby oh, yeah. Cannavale.
5: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like you Bobby Cannavale. Gorgonzola. Yeah, Bobby Gorgonzola. Baba Gagucci. Yeah, uh, it's like in in this sequence, it it does remind me a lot of that set that, but a little like, I don't know, your girlfriend, your current girlfriend just went through a, she went through a tough breakup like six months ago or whatever, with this dude who's kind of waiting on your doorsteps, like some sort of vagrant <laughs> and he doesn't seem like he's all there. Remember, and he just saw Mr. Belvedere. That's why he did I just will... see Mr. Belvedere. You're right. But it's like, I don't know. He's like, all right, you, you talk, you, you, you all just talk. It's like, dude, this guy doesn't seem mm-hmm. like he, he seems, seems like he has an issue. <laughs> and I mean, he's think... come to solve it with you, sir.
4: And he says he's a fan. Do you think that it's a it's little, little suspicious that Dan got a key? You have to imagine what four months into this relationship. Cause she must've taken two months off. To just Nick, you understand the, that- the clock is
3: ticking. All right, she wasted a lot of she wasted okay. a lot of time with Eddie. I mean, you're she not wrong. People are around there. that
0: age, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, Relationships move much right faster.
3: Now?
4: I mean, Dan is a doctor, also, so he has a good.
3: He's nice. Team. Again, we, Eddie sucks. Pridic oath. This uh, is very much like all those TikToks that's going around. You know what I mean? Where like, you line. know, he, she's on a date with Dan, and she says something like, "Oh yeah, I'm sorry, you know, that I won't let you okay, read my right. email." And he's like, "No, that's totally normal. Why wouldn't that be yeah, normal?" I don't, I don't and want then she's to like, your "Fuck, email. you're right. My last guy was a piece of shit, and I was engaged to him. And thank God, those three weeks are done now, and here <laughs> and, I am, ready to be with you, Dan.
4: Move Dan's in and like, meet my cat." Dan's like, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't talk like I'm being shocked constantly. And she's like, you know what? It's actually kind of nice. It's yeah. actually kind of a nice, <laughs> a nice change of pace. And,
5: th- and this sequence further kind of moves, or further makes me think that Eddie has a symbiote in him. Just the way he's acting, he's just acting like a weirdo at this point still. Anyway. And he still is symbioteless, Symbiot- true. symbiotic. And by the
4: way, we're about 30 wow. minutes into this movie, and he has not become Venom yet. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Eddie tells her he misses her, and she's like, you suck. It's over. And she said, Damn. you did this, Eddie, not Carlton Drake, not the network, you. Eddie heads to the Go- the Golden Gate Bridge and looks out over at the Life Foundation, and he decides, you know what? I'm going to take my life back in my hands. I'm going to do good. I'm going to call Dr. Skirth. So he gives her a call. Uh, she sneaks immediately sneaks Eddie into the Foundation. that night. No planning, by the way. Eddie, no, not no a planner. Plan. He's a doer. He's a doer. I'd have been like, let's, take, let's, let's, let's talk about this. And maybe just maybe instead of maybe I learned from the last time where I just decided to go off half cock and just jump into a situation. Maybe you could just sneak some of this information out. Maybe some video footage. We can mm-hmm. leak this to the press and we can stop it that way. But Eddie's like, no, I got to save all these people right now. So we also need a movie. She sneaks him into uh, the life foundation building. And uh, let's see. And then he's like, on the way in she's like let me tell you the lowdown uh, again that's something we could have done over coffee but she's like the last ship that went out found a comet that contained aliens and he goes what are you talking about aliens et falling home <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she's like yeah yeah we don't call him that though <laughs> we call him symbiotes and he's like yeah what's wrong I-
5: do you have a symbiote in you already why are you yeah. <laughs> acting so <laughs> <weird? laughs> <It's> kind of funny <laughs>
4: have you have you encountered any strange black goo Drake is trying to put human beings and aliens together so we can live together in space. And he's like, that sounds awesome. We should help this guy. Eddie heads into the lab and takes a, a bunch of pictures, uh, one of which is a dead symbiote. Now, by the way, this is the damning evidence that Eddie's trying to get. And it's just random pictures that look like they could have been staged anywhere. It's None of this really is implicating Drake at all uh but it doesn't matter uh I hate the look of this whole place and it's not just this
2: place I feel like a lot of the sets in this movie there's just a sterility to them all where like everything is glossy everything's just way too clean and like it it just feels weird Where are kind of like is devoid of like any type of grounding and emotion I get that it's science labs and shit but it, it's the most generic science lab possible so it's kind of like it just doesn't feel like it fits in the the world that they have otherwise which is a lot darker and grittier like the streets are Appropriately dark and gritty, but all the interiors are just so glossy. Mm. Maybe uh, that's
5: maybe they're, that's supposed to show like the juxtaposition between. Hey, I agree with oh, you though, Tim. It hey, does. It, it, it does look very like. It looks like a lot. It reminds me a lot of the funny enough the science labs from Toby. No, no, no uh, Andrew Garfield Spider Man when 100%. he's talking to yeah. It kind of reminds me. It looks like it fits guys. that world a lot. Yeah, uh, maybe it
4: does. Maybe. Maybe it is. Maybe it's Maybelline. One of the uh, one, one of them's dead body takes picture of another one is the the dead uh, symbiote that happened from earlier they couldn't keep alive. Uh, and then he finds his friend Maria and she's like, let me out of here. And she's very erratic and she's banging on the glass. And you're like, wow, I hope she doesn't have one of those incredibly strong, incredibly glass breaking uh venoms in her because otherwise she'd be able to just bust right out of this thing, right? Spoiler, she does, because he opens the door for her, which sounds the alarm. And then she lunges at him like a damn cougar. I
5: hate. Oh, my. And I'm into his mouth. Nick, I fucking hate him being. i gonna get you out of here. And him just like with his hand, like <laughs> if this is the fucking touchpad, him just like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Yet. Like, what I don't, do you I don't do? Know? What is the plan, Eddie Brock? You're like. You don't know what you're heading. It, it yeah, just looks point, so stupid. At this it's point, just, I'm
4: like, maybe Eddie should look for a different career path. <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? Because I just don't think he's I don't think he's a great strategic planner. We'll just put you that say way. that,
3: but there are a lot of cheap keypads, Kevin. If I'm lying, I'm dying that you could just slam your hand on and they would fail. Maybe he thought <laughs> they cut the corners here on this thing.
4: And luckily <laughs> that, that the it.
3: indestructible glass they have can be destructed by a fire extinguisher.
4: That's true. Uh, let's see, Eddie breaks out, uh, he gets the new Venom, right? Venom! Venom. Uh, Eddie breaks out in his new superpowers and runs into Mirror Woods with guards chasing him and Venom just starts pulling around like a weird ghost puppet and it's completely ridiculous and then he hides uh, up a tree
5: uh, away from the guards.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> That's how we get him out of this. He's scared of heights. Time as went as by real fast also because it's, it's suddenly dawn. It is morning time.
0: It, it's really funny to think about, just for a moment, those, uh, that was the bluffs, right? There are no trees around there. There's no, oh, like, right, nowhere in that area. It's, but, it's, like, I, but I, again, I know that this doesn't matter for continuity in the movie, whatever. No, there was a, a, a bunch of trees behind it or something. But, like, just knowing the setup, like, there are no trees for several miles around there, right? I
4: don't know. Like, I, remember I, don't know.
0: That's right. I don't know. I don't know. Ah, wow.
4: Doesn't matter. Anyway, he goes home, uh, and he tries to call Dr. Dora, but she's not answering. And he's very misheveled, and we know this because this is the only scene that's shot handheld, and it's very strange. He drinks water and beer, and it makes him sick, and then he eats garbage instead, and he throws that up. And then he looks into the mirror and says, what's wrong with me? And then he starts brushing his teeth, and Venom goes,
5: Eddie. And he's like, what? No, himself
4: no. He knocks himself up.
5: Sounded um, then, like a... Uh... It sounded like Watto
4: calling for Anakin. And the, <laughs> uh, Drake gets a report uh, that, that the intruder stole the symbiote, and then another lab tech tells him that one of the other subjects is stabilized, and he says his body just needed time to adjust. Spoilers, it doesn't. He dies. Uh, Eddie looks through the pictures he took from the night before. Dr. Dora is not getting back to him, so he tries to make contact with Annie uh, while the other symbiote makes her way to San Francisco via the women's bathroom of an, an airport. Uh, and and yeah, I'll tell you what, the scariest thing is this little blonde child. That looks like children of the corn. And I, I just love that except for Greg. She gets in she, right? Gets
2: in this small child. And then the small child travels pretty far. And like <laughs> I, when we see her go so out of the cab, it's like we see that the, she's kind of zombie Like, what did that conversation look if- like? <laughs> Getting into the Uber oh. or the taxi or whatever it was. Like,
0: I, especially it being a child. <laughs> Dude, like, hands down, the parents were like, this is the best flight we've ever had. She this was not work. the whole time. Yep, yep. She keeps talking about eating livers, but like, we well, figure <laughs> it out <laughs> later. She
4: just stared at the no no screen on the the seat, just stared at a blank seat <laughs> for nine hours. Uh, Dan, of course, then uh, takes him. Uh, oh, what we gonna, uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm not going to skip over this scene, of course. Thank you. Uh, Eddie interrupts the lunch between Ann and Dan, and we get the most ridiculous scene ever recorded. In film, really, I put superhero movie here, but I'm just going to actually open that up to all film history because it ends with Eddie jumping into a lobster tank and biting the head off of a live lobster while swimming in the tank. And one person in the scene walks up to Ann and goes, ma'am, this is completely unacceptable. And Anne's like, I'm going to call the police for real now. Yeah. And Anne's like, you're right. I'm sorry. We got to get you out of this tank, big cat. And it's weird. And it's zany. You know, it's um, uh, one of those
0: things that only a true actor could nail that, and come up with it off the top of their head for improv.
2: I mean, no, no, they came up with it when they saw the scene or the set, and they're like, you know what? <laughs> I need to prepare this like that. That's I want to. That wasn't That's an impromptu moment. It was. No, they like, the tank. You said. They yeah, to... it was a problem. I... So the. So the restaurant scene was shot uh once with live lobsters and once with fake lobsters. <laughs> no shit. The lobster that Tom Hardy bites into was actually candy coated marshmallow filling with chocolate syrup. Tom Hardy came up with the idea to have Eddie Brock get in the lobster tank when they were rehearsing the scene on location. The tank was not originally built to support the person, so they had the crew make a special one. uh And Michelle Michelle Williams, Anne's actor, told the Hollywood Reporter that. Tom Hardy was a big reason why she decided to sign on for Venom. Quote, he's so talented and so committed. He also makes unusual choices in a moment-to-moment, scene-by-scene kind of way.
5: That's what you want. That is what you you tell PR. (laughs) How pissed off when you're Michelle Williams being like, all right, let's get this fucking stupid-ass scene over with. No, no no I think that I think this take needs to be logic I think the take needs to be bigger so I can fit in it and Michelle Williams was like, like oh Tom, my god right, everybody we're pausing this scene for three days props yeah. can you make a bigger <laughs> aquarium
4: Got it. exactly Michelle is like fuck I gotta come back here dude god damn it bro and why your, your spot there was definitely a point 100%. where you were where the shoe drops and you're like oh no I just figured out what we're making. And then it's just a race to get your scenes done. Yeah. And try to find another project Shoe before drops. the movie comes out. <laughs> yeah. The
2: thing is, the thing for me with this is, and I'm not saying that it's good, but I just think that this is a perfect example of the expectations thing where it's like we expect this world to kind of be more lighthearted and funny. So we take this stuff as funny because it feels funny, but it's actually really dark and serious. And I appreciate the way that they have Anne and Dan react to it as if they're taking it seriously that Tom Hardy's character is fucked up and he needs help and they need to help him. Because what he's doing is not supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be a dude that needs help and is fucked up. It's just for yeah, us but, watching as an audience, we're like, this is funny because Tom Hardy's fucking weird and he's like, yeah, this yeah of, I, I,
4: like, I, like I understand there's a difference between what they're going for and what ends up get, coming through the camera. Absolutely. And I want to this.
2: I'm not saying this movie's good. I'm not no, saying that any of these elements no. are good. It's just to defend it from like, just being trashed like i don't think this movie is on the level of a Catwoman, on the level of honestly half the x-men movies on the level of a lot of other relative things to this but yeah i think that when it's you look at close. it for what it is
4: <laughs> it's very close
2: <laughs> i think yeah. it adds up
4: um let's see uh, dan's like okay we got to take him to the hospital for an mri and of course the mri machine makes venom go bonkers so Dan pulls venom. him out uh dr dora gets uh gets got by the Life foundation guards They've found her name's Dora Skirth. I'm calling yeah. her Dr. Dora from here on out. Thank you. Because Dora you reminds me of Dora the Explorer, and that brings That's me exactly some level right. of happiness. So when I do the rest of this plot, I need that happiness. Otherwise, I'm just going to all out and me that on I'm Thursday. Okay I ha- Thank you, Andy. Thank yeah. you. Uh, down in the lab, Drake and the lab tech try to figure out why the latest host is dying. The symbiote, of course, is eating it and thriving while the human dies. They're like, maybe we should feed it. Maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. Uh, they also, for some reason, have figured out that certain frequencies really hurt the symbiote. And you're like, cool. Okay, so that's the third time we've we've had reference to this. Uh, well, not third time, so that's second time. We're going to get 15 more of those references before the end. Uh, they also, for some reason, have a, a – let's just see. And then we hear, hungry, and Eddie freaks out on a cable car. And my first thought is, this guy who has been living in San Francisco for a long time is taking the cable car. Nick, that, you take the, the least, cable car at least little, once a week. Don't lie to I've me. taken the cable car once in the 15 years I've been who in California. Who was Northern visiting? California. Uh, I think my brother. Yeah, there I it is. I think we did it once because my parents they were like, well, I took the cable car. And I was like, I think it goes four blocks. All right, I've fine. never no. taken that's, it. That's because you have a car, Nick. People yeah. take the no, it's cable car's People do. Yeah, they don't. they know Yeah, the it, like, I took yeah, the cable car every day to go to school. Now, or taxes. Oh, that's what they take. No, like, but like.
0: Human adult
4: males who are working yeah, professionals he, do not take not, the cable car. Nick, he's they not working professionally.
0: He would have taken the bus. But also, Nick, he's not working professionally. They would have taken bus.
5: Which is a cheaper option than the cable car? Is no, but Nick, not you know what? Price, the get bus,
3: bus pass. Clipper car. Yeah, yeah once you get I
5: load it up. Yeah. Nick, you know what? There's no way that fucking car would have had missiles in it in in Goldeneye and Bond Fucky James hey, Bond. It's first. No way. 80.
4: You're absolutely right. It's uh, Skyfall,
5: and, <laughs> don't even get me started on the fact that it came back in the
4: trailers, and I'm already I'm already mounting. Actually, I'm not making a defense of that. It makes sense. I can't wait. The car I was can't destroyed, and now they're rebuilding it, Tim. And mm-hmm. so it makes sense to rebuild it and put all that cool gadgetry in it. Before it was just a fucking car he won in Nassau. But it, gave it review. To
0: Q. Q. fixed it up. He didn't returns give
4: it to Q. To next week. He didn't give it to Q. He stored it. He stored it in a fucking storage container somewhere (laughs) at what point did q go in there Wait, was he like i'm gonna do my homie a solid for the next six months and fucking work on this thing in this tiny little storage container took his little oh he's like this is my own jack don't let me forget this okay don't let me forget it it's my jack i thought i
5: thought nick was gonna say he stored it in a cave with a box of scraps (laughs) <laughs> That's really funny. That sure. <laughs> Poor Greg just wants this
4: to end. I'll, I'll I'm, over fine. Over. I'm having
3: a uh, great I'm, time. I, I would about like a movie to we end. all hated and hate watching alone.
4: <laughs> uh, and Dan and Dan call and tell him he's like, listen, we figured out what's wrong with you. <laughs> you agreed to do this movie. <laughs> you, yeah. Well, first off, we all we all you have a parasite in you. Okay. So the MRI that we figured out something. You guys do what they figured out from blood work? How do you feel like they figured out that he has a parasite named Kevin? Blood Not,
0: work. It, I, it, No, they 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 don't they didn't. There was no science involved. The story needed them to know that there was a parasite. Now, don't, don't forget funny for him to say parasite.
4: Exactly, because mm-hmm. they're like this is going to be the best joke ever. We're going to this joke's so solid, we oh, might I actually end the, the movie on it. Oh, I have a parasite. Okay. Thanks, Mrs. Chen. Uh, let's see. Then his neighbor fires up the old rock guitar, so Eddie bangs on his door for him to stop. And when the guy tells him to go pound sand, Eddie shows him the Venom Spider-Man face, and the guy's like, okay, and then backs down. Dr. Dora comes clean and rats so out bad. Eddie and Drake uh, to Drake, who promptly unleashes the symbiote on her for her efforts. Uh, he kills her. Eddie gets a visit from some of Drake's goons, and uh, Venom steps in because uh, Eddie is making them look bad because he keeps putting his arms up. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm putting my arms up. He's like, that's dumb. Don't put your arms down. You're making All us right. look
0: bad. Let's, for a second, let me let me ask one question here. Is the Venom symbiote psychic? Does it have super hearing? How did it know that these men were coming to his super, apartment, super
4: hearing, I assume, super. But hearing. like,
0: but that's still like super that strength. could just be a group of people coming to the neighbor's house, right? Like, how did the Venom symbiote know that these people were coming? Well, with the, the, intent- the Venom
4: because he probably saw some, maybe saw or heard or knows feels them when they were in the lab because he's seen these people before. Because one of them is Trees, who has been in the lab before, right? Yeah, the but ball, I don't think bald guy see it with a weird tattoos on his forehead that looks like hair, but no, I think I, it's I, makeup. I, yeah. And I'm like, does that work? Did anyone else notice? Because I might do that one of these days. <laughs> I think
0: just gonna... so. It wasn't a wig yeah. then.
4: Oh no, it was
5: definitely like when they tattoo hair, your hairline back in, like Joy Lawrence once did.
0: Look, people uh, tattoo
5: eyebrows on themselves. I think you can tattoo a hairline back in, Nick. I think should fine. I still keep the widow's peak
4: though, just for for consistency's sake? Sure. Go
0: double, go double deep, you know.
4: Oh, Eddie, just go like Eddie Munster and it's coming like there right down to the there middle of is. my eyebrows, Tim. Like it'll go, like this. It'll go uh, here and then bat wing, like bat symbol. I hate me too, guys. Uh, <laughs> let's see, Dr. Dora comes quick. and he gets a visit. And this scene's weird as shit, but I will say I do like this, how this plays out. I like the action, like how Venom you, like beats the shit out of these guys. I find that kind of creative. Uh, outstanding. Now let's bite all their heads off and pile their bodies in the corner. Why, Why would we, do, we that? do that? Pile of bodies? Pile of pile heads. Of heads. Is, is the movie you're defending, Tim? Pile of bodies, <laughs> pile of heads.
0: You're muted. Thank you. Look, fucking Tim Christ. loves this movie Let's so much. Let's not tell, much, him. Let's not tell him Let's not tell him. Got You're muted, Tim. <laughs> Every saying is muted.
4: Drake's goon sends footage of the fight back to Drake and Drake realizes that Eddie Wait. has achieved symbiosis. Uh, you can slack him. Uh, Eddie sees Venom refle- Venom's reflection in the window of a car and they have a little tiff until a drone shows up and Eddie <laughs> hops on a motorcycle to get away. So Treese launches more drones and Tom Hardy's reaction to all of this is completely comical. He's like, whoa, what's going on? Whoa, what is that? And he does one of my things that I don't necessarily... I think I think one of the things that I found to be a problem on second watch of this movie is that <laughs> Eddie Brock doesn't necessarily do anything cool in these action scenes. It's all just venom. And that's kind of disappointing, right? He doesn't really like... I guess the Venom power is the Venom power and it's the symbiosis and it's the relationship. But this scene just plays out largely of Venom's just doing weird shit and then destroys all the drones. And then Eddie gets T-boned by Trieste, who's like...
2: I I hate this whole chase scene. I I just think it's really lazy. I like the beginning of it. I like in the uh, apartment. I do think that stuff's good and fits the characters. But yeah, the chase scene is boring and uninspired.
3: And there's one part that I I found very annoying on this rewatch that is, I don't know, middle towards the end maybe even where they're on the motorcycle or whatever and they're like, oh no! And they like go through two close things and then off a ramp as if Mm -hmm. like, oh man, we can only do this because we're a motorcycle. And then the SUV behind them just like plows through it and comes down.
0: That's the moment... Where Cat venom is like weak Dan, and he shoots his arms out and flings it over. Yeah. But yeah, the motor, I, the, the car going the guys through. Is him just do the
3: exact same thing.
5: Like, why was this special to you, Venom? I hate the sort of overuse of drones, as if this dude as if Riz Ahmed and his company are known for like drones being kind of their thing and way to attack and like release the drones, and these drones are just dive bombing things and exploding like. I, it it makes it it's no so boring and uncool this fucking scene is terrible well, I man mean, the,
4: pro- the problem they have with this movie is that
5: who the fuck are you gonna get
4: that's not a super powered alien symbiote to fight Venom there's just nothing he's bulletproof he can't be hurt really the only thing we know is that fire can hurt him at some point but I mean you God forbid one of these things one of these goons bring a fucking flamethrower to this it's just that's going to be boring for a very, very long time. Even when we see the SWAT team where it's like we had to figure out something. They started using flash grenades. But even those don't even hurt him that badly. And he I, ends up getting away fairly easily.
0: I think also another problem is that like he has weaknesses that people figure out. And then if you were to implement a weapon that used that, Even if you had a speaker that was playing the right frequency. You'd like it's debilitating. Like it stops him immediately and forces him to get out of the the, the human body. So like it's just at least with the world they set up like the venom right. it, it's just not it's not great
4: Well, I mean, it could have been great if if Resumet, who mentioned by the way that they had like one of the guys told me, was like these guys they don't do very well with that frequency. It's like you think you might put a speaker on one of the drones. Anyway, we can keep going. Just the
2: last thing I want to say about the drones is Andy. It goes back to me about everything just feeling sterile and kind of generic. It's like the drones themselves are just as bad as like the super white walls of these labs and shit. It's just so uninspired and like it's just it feels like the generic sci-fi and like even the SWAT team of like cool. Let's give them some goons to fight without any actual rhyme or reason yeah, yeah
5: it really is like the the i don't know if if maybe Rizamit and his company were known for pushing robotics and that like that being his thing but to just kind of have like release the drones like wait what drones oh yeah. that's what the okay like there's no i don't know there's no not a whole lot of explanation and it really feels like they filmed everything and then at the end realized it didn't work and said fuck it throw in some drones like and and have it just kind of edited in there and have it make sense but it's really, yeah, totally uninspired and boring.
4: Uh, then Venom gets T-Bone, but then he turns into full Venom, and he, he's going to bite the head off of trees, but then I think he throws him or something, and then someone else... No, I think he bites <laughs> the head off.
0: Not a... No, he bites the head off of someone
4: who I thought was a cop at first because immediately someone says, freeze, SFPD. And I was like, did he just kill a cop? But I think it's like the last bad guy. I think it's like, I think it was
0: the last bad guy. Yeah.
4: Uh, And then Venom jumps into the bay and swings over to Alcatraz or something and and tells (laughs) Eddie what's going on. And he's like, my leg's not broken anymore. He's like, what the hell are you? He goes, I am Venom and you are mine. Listen carefully, Eddie. You did not find us. We We found you. We found you. We found you is what he said. <laughs> we are waiting for you to come. Which means riot would have made more sense to be the better finding more him. Sense.
0: more sense. Way more sense.
4: We found you. So, okay. So what was the, what was the, what was the plan here? We Remember, knew that
5: right? you were mad Remember? about Riz Ahmed. We knew. We knew you'd come over here. <laughs> but it's, so, like, it's... We, we saw the ship. We went aboard the ship as, like, a
4: red herring, right? Where We took Riot, Carnage... Presumably one of the other ones that Tim will tell me right now. Who's the four, third one, maybe? Freak, right? Sleepy. Sleepy. I don't even know. Sleepy. What did you say, Kev?
0: Isn't there a Shrieker with a blue? One? Shriek, yeah, that sounds yeah. right.
4: So we got Riot, Venom, Shriek, one? and Carnage, right? Uh, a couple of them died, whatever. But the whole point of this plan, what was the point of this plan? They were like, okay, we're gonna put a crack team, a, a first strike team for America together. We're gonna put Riot, who's a leader type. We got oh, America, we got this. And then we got Venom, who is a self-proclaimed loser. How did he make it onto this team? Why would you cast? And he's got an answer.
5: I would. Oh, my gosh. Let's re-edit this. Let's find a way to refilm this. But at the very, very end, when he's like, hey, Eddie, you know what? You know, when I told you that I found you, like, I didn't. It's just we found I'm a loser. (laughs) Like, like, I am a loser. I just said something to try to sound cool. But I'm fucking I'm so stupid. (laughs) I would have loved that. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, the whole point of
4: it is this: we're going to invade Earth. This is a first strike, and I guess they knew we had other rockets that they could then take over and bring more other people here. I'm not sure why a bunch of them just didn't jump on this thing, but I guess they can't live in an oxygen. I don't know what their plan is here. It's not very well thought out because they remember they die in oxygen, and it's very hard to find a host. Very hard to find a. Biobot.
0: But I I don't think it's as hard to find a host. I think that they can host they with someone. Transfer. They just have to eat people. They have it's to right. eat yeah. They people. can
4: find like the perfect yeah to point, hang out with point.
3: if they want to go longer than that. Uh,
4: they say, he's like, we we found you. We need Carlton's rocket. I know everything about you. You're a loser, Eddie. You're going to eat so anyone else? He goes, most likely. That is why we were here. Cooperate, and you might survive. That is the deal. Uh, Other Venom, uh, oh, excuse me. Riot arrives in SF in the form of that <laughs> crazy blonde girl. I called him Other Venom because I didn't know who it was. Thank you. Uh, and he gets a call from Dan. Eddie's labs are worse than he thought. The host uh, from Dr. Dora died, so Eddie is, is Drake's last hope, it turns out. Uh, They can't kill him until they find another suitable host. So that puts the ticking clock on them. Uh, Venom asks Eddie about Annie's. She seems pretty cool. Eddie tries to give his old boss the pics from Life Foundation, but the security guard friend stops him. He goes, you want up? Why didn't you just say so? And then Venom just runs up the side of the building and pops into his boss's office. Uh, Love the use of the... uh, It's the Transamerica building, right? That they're in in this one? Yeah. Yeah. Love the use of that. Uh, Then a plane flies overhead, and Venom freaks out, leaving Eddie to fall to his death. Only I got us. Uh, He's like, I got us. Don't worry about it. And he's like, all right, cool. Uh, Eddie leaves pics for his boss on his phone, which would you unlock that thing? I don't know. Uh, Maybe just email him to him. I don't know. That's a possibility too. So easy. So
1: easy.
4: (laughs) Like you figure maybe you have your, I mean, I have Greg's number. Finally, after seven years, I could just text him these pictures. Like, look what I found when I broke into this thing. And again, another one of those instances where you're like, so you broke into someone's laboratory and you stole some pictures. You know, I can't print that, right? Like you did not achieve those legally whatever i also appreciate yeah that he blows out all the top windows and then puts a note in a
3: phone as if the next person in that room is going to be his boss yeah, you know what i mean not guy. clearly a, the, the police not even in the swat formation just anybody be like what the
0: fuck just happened right. at the top of the Transamerica pyramid wow uh, greg you know about journalism if i acquire photos illegally and then i just anonymously give that to you can you print that do I know that they're illegal when you give them to me that way? No. I haven't uh, said and, anything.
3: I, and they're, they're newsworthy, mm-hmm. obviously. I would it's say. I mean, like, I am very rusty on my journal. I did take a journalism law course, but if I didn't know they were obtained illegally and that's not specifically spelled out to me, I think they'd probably end up printing them right and then it would be... Uh... Play ignorance, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I honestly don't... I do not know the specifics anymore. I, I go. Know. You know what? I
0: get back to you. I think my... What if I get secret CIA documents and then I give those to you? Well, now you're in that might be covered under stuff, whistleblower Cover like Government
3: secret law. stuff, you would know whistleblower. You know I mean? Thank
4: you. That might be whistleblower. Yeah,
0: law, but
4: yeah. I, it, it, it also you might also go to jail because again, you broke in and bit a bunch of people's heads off. Uh, Eddie wants to go down to the elevator. Venom's like, you should jump off the thing. And Eddie's like, Nope. And so they go down, and Venom calls him a pussy.
0: I I hate I hate seeing Nick's face and like just knowing that like oh he thought that was really funny and now he's trying to see if we think it's funny. Hold
2: on. Is this not Venom? Like is this not the character of Venom? He would say that. This is not out of character at all. This is this is what this character is.
0: I I only know really Venom from the uh, Spider-Man cartoon show growing up, and it, I don't remember it being. They like didn't this. say pussy on the Fox. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Fox kids I'm, anyway. I'm with
4: Kevin on this. My only. But he was always shows. a bully. Oh, Spider-Man cartoon. He was super scary in that, and like, mm-hmm. yeah, and and then the Sam Raimi movie. So I don't really, I didn't read any of them. But Kevin, anyway. I think
5: I also think you're off base. Like Nick isn't saying that because he thinks it's funny. He's saying that line smiling. Because he wants, he knows that you're going to be mad about it.
4: (laughs) I'm saying that line because Venom (laughs) called Tom Hardy a pussy (laughs) in the movie Venom. There you go. The Elements of Journalism by Bill Kovac and Tom Rosenstahl. Rosenstahl. Daniel Steele. Let us know what you find out, Greg. Yeah. Uh they go downstairs and they they see a SWAT team and the SWAT team's like we're going to pop smoke. Mask copy and Venom's like mask copy and forms into the venom and just beats the hell out of this whole team. Uh they try to flash grenade in but it, it's to no avail. Then he bounces off the raptors and then uh he beats shit out of the last guy. And I think this looks a lot like the interior of one of the rush hour movies, but I can't quite put my finger on it. What <laughs> what uh then he tries to eat one of the cops and Eddie stops him and he sees the whole thing go down and Eddie begs for her help. He's like she goes hospital right now. And he goes okay. Uh, she wants to go to do another MRI, but Venom's like, no, you can't do an MRI. Because just in case you don't know, 6,000 hertz is deadly to me. Anyone okay. can cook. Anyone can cook. Literally fucking anyone can cook, guys. So is fire, by the way, and ice cream. Ice cream is deadly to me, too. Uh, Greg Miller, kind of funny.
3: I am Googling around to make sure I'm correct on this. It's looking pretty good right now, all right? So I'm over here at uh, SPLC.org. I don't know what that is. Uh, As the second issue, it is generally legal for journalists to publish material that their
4: sources have obtained illegally, as long as the journalists themselves did not break the law.
1: There you Mm. go. As long as
4: the journalists themselves did not break the law. Got it. Okay. What about the journalist that you hired to go and do the thing,
5: or used to work for you?
0: Used to, but he's no longer a journalist for you. Okay. Now he's just a vagrant.
5: What if someone kills somebody and gives you the money for the person they killed, and you're like... Hey, I didn't break the law. I just have the dead person's money. Pretty legal still, right? Yeah, Kevin and I are starting to get into this. That
0: that, so. I think that that might be legal in the sense that like, if you don't know where the money came from, you're just receiving a it's gift fine. of unknown origin
4: him anyone can cook anyone uh Venom tells cook. eddie to apologize to her because he feels sad and might not get another chance to do so because they're probably being hunted down and killed and then a drone starts following them uh drake gets a visit right. from the children of the corn and the bad symbiote takes control of him and he becomes riot uh dan tells eddie that venom is eating him from the inside uh out because he's hungry so he attacks dan and annie uses the mri machine to detach them and trap uh venom in the mri room not realizing, of course, that there's some massive air vents right above him that he can easily sleep out of. Uh, the symbiote escapes through those uh, when no one's looking. Uh-oh, Spaghetti-O. Then it bonds. It's so that vibe. I'm <laughs> just Uh-oh, like, oops. oh Spaghetti-O. <laughs> and then it bonds with that lady's dog from Act 1. And I can't wait to see the hijinks they get up to next. Uh, Eddie gets a, a sleep dart to the chest, and they take him over to Drake's while the dog tells Annie what's up by just looking at her. And she's like, all right, I guess that's where the symbiote is now. <laughs> To be it's fair, it, has a little, it flashes its little zimbiote eyes. But I would also probably this is the most believable part of this movie because Anne, not a dumb character, right? She's an established lawyer, had the smarts to leave Eddie's dumb ass in the fucking lurch, and then looks over and sees a dog just staring at her. She knows, unattended, me. and she's like, "No, no, we're going This is a leap of logic. It's okay. We're we're, I'm gonna take this dog, and it's hilarious. Her old <laughs> dog is the funniest fucking thing ever." Uh Drake interviews Eddie and immediately realizes the symbiote is gone. Eddie calls him insane and he tells Eddie that hurts. Long journal entry about that tonight. And I laugh. Uh Drake turns into Riot, but Eddie can't help him. He has no idea where Venom went, so he leaves him to to, to mess with Trees. There are millions more where they came from, but that but they gotta get Venom back first. Uh Trees marches Eddie out into the forest to kill him, but Annie shows up in the Venom God. suit and bites his head off. And then they just all of this and transfer the symbiote back to Eddie so we can fight Riot.
5: All this sequence reminds me of so many of the sequences in Twilight where it's like, no, 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 pretend this is nighttime. Like I know we're filming this at 2 4 mm-hmm. p.m., but pretend this is nighttime. We're gonna put like the craziest, filter darkest, darkest filter. Again. We really want you to think that this is nighttime, but this is the brightest fucking forest I've ever seen in my life, dude. <laughs> they Spoiler. couldn't do enough to to make it dark,
4: you know. Oh no. Spoilers, remember the end of Twilight when no, the no The way vampire way. with the claret, like the powers to show people like different futures and outcomes, like puts huh? it all in all the bad guys' brains. Like, hey, if we fight, we're going to destroy each other. And the bad guys, for the first time in this series that I've ever seen, I don't think I've seen one since, go. You know what? We're going to make the right choice, and everyone just becomes friends. That it's was the, the fucking end. best best <laughs> Actually, scene I've, I've ever seen in a the theater. Actually, a really good ending. What?
3: I don't think they become friends. I think
4: they just don't. Yeah, brawl. they definitely you know they mean? brawl
0: later. I would imagine.
4: Are you gonna <laughs> fucking tell me? You're gonna fucking tell me? you're a vampire in the twilight universe after this and you're at a starbucks and a werewolf comes in you've got a seat you're not going to offer that person a seat after this Come amazing on,
3: no the bad vampires that show up at the end of twilight and like one of them's from frost nixon and he he, he gets the vision he understands they're gonna it'll just be mutual Stars, just head off. but he's not like we're now chill werewolf guys and hot, does this the bad guys bounce and then the whole fucking uh edward cullen family they're chill they're chill with the werewolf First That's off his the chill group
4: I believe his name is Michael Sheehan, and he played Tony Blair in The Queen. And I left him uh, I'm much. sorry I'm also
3: bringing this conversation. Also, <laughs> married
0: for a while, right? Yeah, was right. he really? Good for if him. not still. Andy, you also didn't watch Twilight, right? No, Ken. No, and also, I the could. Twilight vampire
3: that puts the ideas no, and people stuff get in, in their head, fucking I weird shit, You know what I mean? I remember
4: Taylor <laughs> Swift wrote that song about her, right? I thought, oh, it is actually Green. For some reason, I thought it was what's <laughs> it? Wasn't uh, one of the sisters in it? The, the childhood actor that was in uh, that one Ol- movie? Olsen? No, no, no! The one Dakota Fanning. Dakota Fanning's in it too, right? Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. one of
3: the bad vampires. Yeah, she's one of the ones who shows up and is like super tortured. She's not going Tim, to Starbucks.
4: Tim, no, clear your brain right hopeful. now. Which yeah. would you rather have happen? A. We watch the Twilight series again. B. We watch Hunger Games series. C. I just get back to the plot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Twilight, baby. Yeah. There's no we Twilighted review. They sparkle when it's sunny. Dr. Emerson. Hello, that's Chico. Chico. Where are you back? <laughs> uh, Vedim tells Eddie that he's a loser, too. He's like, Listen, Eddie, I'm a loser, too. And guess what? You remember five minutes ago, and I was like, We're going to invade your Earth, and I was dead set on that? I've changed my mind. There's actually some pretty cool things about this planet that I really like. And you have changed my mind. Maybe we should stick together because the losers got to stick together. We're going to go stop riot. And then. Resume, uh, Dr. Drake is like, hey, let's launch this rocket. And Dr. Emerson's like, well, who's gonna, we gotta have a pilot <laughs> this thing. And then, and then Drake's like, I'll pilot it. And he goes, he gives a look like this. What? <laughs> Do you remember that look? Yeah. Dude, like this is the thing, like the plot of this movie,
2: like I know we just spent fucking two hours doing it, but like you can sum it up so quickly because nothing
4: happens no, in this fucking no, film. Nothing, and like, nothing. there's like, yeah, then there's a you... rocket. <laughs> a rocket that launches off the coast of San Francisco. It's off the coast. It's like by Stenson beach. I'm like, I don't know a lot about the law and I don't know a lot about science, but Kevin, are you allowed to have a rocket site and an, an inner dimensional, not not interdimensional, but <laughs> a, a rocket that goes to space. Can that launch that close to a major metropolitan city?
0: Uh, I mean, Cape Cod, like isn't Cape Cod pretty close. I, I don't know how close it is. I, I, but like it's in an actual area, right? I, I think you can. I think you can. I think you oh, got a lot of you
4: permission. you Cape Canaveral? Cape Cod. Yeah, you're right. Cape Canaveral. Right. They're fucking right, they're right, right. Good, good fishing. They're catching Lobsters? Yeah, good for it's me. Fucking, good for lobster. Kennedys right, are killing all people. All right. They're not launching
1: rockets.
4: Kevin, I was on your side. Until Greg mentioned it, I was like, we're perfectly aligned right now. We're yeah, like, I mean, like, that's near. Going back
3: to your The main thing is... Nick, to think about it, remember, of course, is that you're living in a universe where there's this super star, smart scientist guy. He's perfected space travel. You know what I mean? Of course. Like he, there, there's less of uh, thrust and shit and ozone when he does
4: it. He's got mm-hmm. it fixed. A lot of what fire, oh, Comics. So. Remember
3: comics? It's comics.
4: Makes sense. Uh, again. A silly question. I didn't actually care that it was right there. I actually thought it was kind of cool. Eddie makes he's like, I changed my mind. Doctor Emerson's like, we gotta scrub this lunch And Riot's like, Nah. Instead, I'm gonna turn my hands into axes and fucking cut your head off. And then I'm gonna kill everyone <laughs> in this fucking room. It's right? the third
2: act. We gotta yeah. fight. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna
4: kill. Her. I'm gonna kill everyone. Uh, Eddie sees Riot and asks Venom. He's like, Can you take that guy? And Venom says, Says he's got shit you have never seen before. And Eddie's like, Technically, before yesterday, I have never seen any of this shit before. So there's that. Then Venom and Riot fight. And it's a little bit of a hodgepodge of everything. I'm a little entertained. I'm also very confused because I can't tell who's who. And it's then at one point, together. the filmmaker is like, you know it would be awesome? If they all just became one thing. Yep. Indiscernible. between little, heads. And and, yeah. <laughs> and the heads come out. Um, of course, uh, at this point, they have left Anne back in the forest. But she catches up to missing control uh he's like hey she's pretty good at dealing with bad things and and venom's like yeah but she's gonna get eaten alive by riots he'll leave her back there but she's like i'm gonna help you guys out and over the loudspeaker what do we get finally the payoff everyone has been wanting from this six thousand hertz over the loudspeaker how she figured out how to do this beyond me but i guess it worked out pretty okay uh drake and eddie fight in their human states and eddie superman punches him off the launch pad uh but riot catches him and then stabs eddie through the heart leaving a little bit of him behind just to let him know you know you know they say kev they always say if you're gonna stab someone in the leg twist it leave it in there leaves the artery open face off
0: face that's
5: where that's from that is from face to me to nick it was either face off or con air
4: same movie great great very okay, close great films. <laughs> great
5: films uh
4: let's see Annie Wise, uh, yeah. but venom finds him and rebounds with him uh so so he can save eddie uh yep and that immediately happens eddie comes back to life he's like oh great no need for suspense here guys we know eddie's not dying because we've already seen the trailer for venom 2 venom grabs right little javelin <laughs> and uses it to rip a hole in the rocket as it takes off and he's like oh no you were the you were the fucking loser he's like well now who's the fuck- Who's riot? Ha, ha ha ha! And then the thing explodes, and riot does a little canopy, but it, but like a little parachute, and he protects Eddie. But the flames, Tim, the flames from the side of my head, uh, they burn him. Six thousand hertz up. and 6,000 fire. Six thousand hertz and fire and ice cream. Don't forget ice cream. I put that one in there. Just hoping one day he gets hit by a drumstick, and he's like, "Oh no,
1: oh, no!
4: <laughs> I didn't know it was that too." <laughs> Vanilla ice cream. It was my favorite. Um, uh, let's see. Eddie and Venom fall to the ground. Venom sacrifices himself to save Eddie and burns up in the process. Then we cut over to somewhere close to uh, you know, the financial district. And Annie and Eddie are having a cup of coffee together. Ann has decided to join the district attorney's office. And Eddie's going to go back to the written word. And he's got a very big interview lined up for his first print article. Who is it with? Someone we probably set up in the first or second act. Nah, it's just Woody Harrelson. Eddie wants to talk. Just about good that. old Woody. Yep. Eddie wants to talk about that kiss. And Ann tells him that it felt great, right? And he's like, it did. She goes, no, no, I mean the power, the power of having the Venom suit. And he's like, and then Eddie, he goes, Eddie, we're not going to tell Dan about this, right? And then, And then Venom goes, no, she has no idea. We're back together or we're going to get her back, right? And then we're like, oh my God, Venom's alive. That's so exciting. Uh, he's not dead after all. And then uh, you're like, how's he going to keep that secret? Because eventually someone's going to be like this. That shit's still around. And she's going to like, you lied to me again. Um, <laughs> then we see Stan Lee. And he says, don't get, give up on her, either of you. And it's, I miss Stanley. And then Eddie tells Venom they have to have ground rules if he's going to stick around. He can only eat bad people. And Venom is starting to get hungry, and Eddie knows just the place. So they head over to Mrs. Chen's market for some tater tots and chocolate. And a gangster uh, from earlier comes in for protection money again. And at first Venom's like, "I'm just going to threaten him. Don't worry about it. I'm just going to threaten him." He goes, "What the hell are you?" He goes, "We are Venom." Damn. But on second thought, and then Venom eats the bad guy right in front of Mrs. Chen,
1: for who right in front of has us.
4: seen some shit in her life. Because she doesn't really get phased by this, she just says, "Eddie, what was that?" And Eddie says, "Oh, I I have a parasite." parasite. Case of the Mondays, you
1: know. But wait,
4: we have to go over to San Quentin where we get that amazingly bang up scene where he says, "Welcome, Eddie," and his blood cell, and it's Woody from Cheers. And when we get, he goes, "When I get out of here, and I will, there's gonna be carnage." And it's like, how did he just looks at the camera? Yeah and then but it makes sense though because he was in those two the two other movies that Greg couldn't remember now they're kind of Zombieland and uh yeah, thank you like, those are ones yeah oh and then we get uh if you could stay at the very end we get a cool uh little snippet from Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and I'm like gosh oh, go back and watch that movie <laughs> yeah because yeah, because you can't forget Nick that this of
2: course is Sony Spider-Man Universe formerly known as the Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel characters so any chance they get they got to promote and they got to got to do it, it all that money Andy can you hit me with that haiku and review
5: please
4: Seven syllables
5: in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review.
2: You can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny to write your reviews in haiku form. Andrew Feisner says, Annie moves on quick. Oh, look, Dan's not a dick. Eddie is just sick. Hungry symbiote. Or wait. Is it symbiote? <laughs> I've heard it both ways. <laughs> Mike L. in the chat says, Don't want a king shame, but this film makes me lose faith in humanity. <laughs> and uh, Grant Burton says, Heats he lobster. He's a bit of a monster. But where's the spider? Where is the spider? Excellent question. Maybe we'll see them one day together. Maybe not. Either way, who really cares? Uh, ragu bagu time.
5: Do, 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 do bad,
3: What's up everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys the podcast within a podcast where we rank all the Spider-Man villains of the Spider-Man in Review Universe. That's about right. That's what we well, call it, right? We're not
5: re-ranking, though. No. Yeah, we don't,
0: yeah, so we
3: don't so
0: You just read it to us, right? And we
2: And then just see if, if we still stand by it.
3: Uh, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. <sighs>
2: Stalling for time. Stalling for time <laughs> as he looks through the many volumes of the storied Raggy Baggy universe. Remember. There it is. There uh, it is.
3: Sorry, I'm here. Hold on, hold on. That's that guy. That's that show. That's this thing. That's that Nick. Oh, uh, God. And then we put him. Where did we put him? Um, where are the Spider-Man? Um,
1: where are the spider Put him. Um.
3: not do this part. Do we put them into another list? Oh, here it is. Oh, sorry, sorry. This was Ragu Bagu <laughs> Volume 2. Uh, <laughs> currently, the Ragu Bagu list at Volume 2 is number one, Kingpin Eat Al. Number two, Dot Con. Number three, Lizzie. Number four, Norman Gosborn. Number five, Electro slash Gonby. Number six, Evil Elon Musk slash Riot. And number seven, Venom slash New Goblin slash Sandman. So that means that before we had ranked the Evil Elon Musk and Riot Symbiote at number six on the Spider-Man ragu-bagu list.
2: I yeah. buy it just because three yeah. was such a mess with so many villains and none of them were interesting. I guess Sandman was like kind of endearing in certain ways, but yeah, I'll fuck with that That placement. Definitely not as good as the other ones named. Anyone else have thoughts? I'm
4: with, I didn't hear it, but I'm with Tim on this. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. It really takes a strong man to go out on the cliff there and just do that. You know? <laughs> uh, and then for the <laughs> rankings, we ranked
2: them as, fo- as follows Number one, The Amazing Spider Man 2 number two the amazing Spider-Man number three Spider-Man two number four Venom number five Spider-Man and number six Spider-Man three this is undeniably our most contentious list of yeah. all time and the internet hates us for it I fucking love it I
5: fucking love yeah it, we should yeah Venom <laughs> should definitely go below those we fucked up man <laughs> we yeah, fucked Well, below, when you say below those you think it goes below Spider-Man Spider-Man three I think below Spider-Man one not necessarily three
0: I I could see it going below three, and I would be shocked if I didn't make that argument back when we watched it originally. I know earlier today you guys gave me shit saying that I ranked it higher. No, you guys fucking ranked it higher. This movie's dog water. Spider Man Three is also really bad. But I mean
3: I was the only one ever saying like in the Raimi movies, not Spider Man Three terrible movie.
2: So I assure you I always voted this above Spider Man original yeah i think i'm pretty sure that greg oh, no, below below sorry from you know watching I mean. it greg was, was than this. greg was fighting for all the raimi movies kevin if i remember correctly you were even saying it was better than amazing spider-man one and you were just like i'm not ranking it this high because you were so mad <laughs> at
0: it. well i mean the I'm real thing is those movies are so bad like all well, they, of these movies are bad that's bad my thing time.
2: is i'm interested in re-watching uh some of those and seeing how, how i feel about it in in more modern times with different lenses of of what those movies are and can be, because yeah, Venom, Venom is rough uh, as a movie that is contemporary to the MCU things around it, both shows and movies and
5: otherwise. Um, Look, I'm big enough to admit that I was wrong. Okay, what do you want I'm in so review ha- viewers, honestly, listeners? So what do you, you. want?
0: <laughs> this, this is what we want. This is this. I, some of us feel vindicated right now. This is a good moment for some of us. I'm not going to say names, but some of us feel like yeah, righteous. But- Why was finding Dory so high? Jesus
5: Christ. Wally could have been number
0: one. I can't wait for these guys to grow up, rewatch
4: Wally and and be like, we were wrong. Greg, you're going to fucking tell me right now that a vampire goes out in broad daylight and he sparkles.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You're
0: going to make me laugh too. It it was a nice
3: twist on it. You know what I mean? It was a nice twist on what we assume for vampires, right? Not only did they, they, and they also go to high school forever.
4: I'm changing my vote then. I think I'd rather be a vampire than a werewolf. Let us know in the comments below if
2: you would rather be a vampire or a werewolf, and <laughs> what you thought about Venom 2018, and how excited <laughs> you are or are not for Venom. Let there be carnage! Like I said, we will be doing the interview for that movie later this week on Friday. Um, I personally don't think that there is a chance that it's worse than this one. What do you guys think?
0: I think
3: it'll be worse than this one. Really? Mm. I think oh, it'll, it'll be better. Inspire confidence in me of it being better than
5: this.
4: Yeah, I, I think, think
5: it'll be. I think it'll be better. Yes, I think we'll we will put it over a couple of the Andrew Garfield movies. That's how confident yeah. I am going into this. Wow, the, wow. Yeah. Andy, maybe we should that Currently, list together? Andy, number one and two. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different time. It was day it was pre-COVID. COVID I <laughs> I changed love everything.
2: It. You fucking love it. Me over. Pure goddamn chaos. <laughs> Until next time. Thanks for swinging by. Bye.